This is a GRDC podcast. If you're noticing compaction, temporary waterlogging or reduced seed emergence in your paddock, applying gypsum to improve the soil structure may seem like the natural solution. But gypsum will only improve the soil structure if the soil is dispersive. So it's important to be sure you've correctly identified the soil before making this application decision. I'm Hilary Sims, and this podcast unpacks the topic of identifying and managing dispersive soil. We'll cover how to do a quick and easy soil dispersion test in the paddock, and explore the management options available to overcome this significant soil constraint. Soil dispersion, um, or in other words, sodic dispersive soils, it's a physical issue of the soil structure that is controlled by soil chemistry. That's Dr. Asan Tavakoli, a senior research scientist with the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. Asan is an expert on this topic, and to start off, he explains the science behind dispersive soil and its impact on crops. In exchangeable cation of the soil, we have a number of different elements, such as calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium, where their proportion on that clay exchangeable complex is important in maintaining soil structure. For example, if you have higher amount of exchangeable sodium proportional to calcium and magnesium and potassium, uh, because sodium is a smaller molecule, um, the bonding of the clay will be weaker. And then when it's hydrated, when it comes in touch with water or rain, that soil or that clay that contain higher amount of uh, exchangeable sodium tend to collapse its, its structure and disperse. Why is it such an issue for growers? We can expect um, that colloidal dispersion to block the pores, the macropores or the micropores in, in the soil, which can limit the water infiltration to the soil. That has two impacts. We can expect water logging if there is even a low rainfall event. We can also expect lower water storage or lower water infiltration into the deeper soil profile, which is very important for crop productivity. As the season progresses, the profile dry out and that dispersed clay sits very hard and it's also another barrier because these dense clay subsoils with colloidal dispersion which are now really hard it's very difficult um, the root the root of the crop face a um, major difficulty to penetrate into the deeper subsoil where the water is stored and then we have a reduced water use efficiency which will reduce the yield of the crop Gypsum is a way to improve the soil structure and overcome dispersive soils. Tell me a little bit about how important soil dispersion testing is in helping inform these gypsum decisions. Gypsum is one of the main uh, amendments in terms of um, controlling dispersive soils because the calcium content of gypsum will over will react with the exchangeable sodium of the clay, but also it has an effect on the soil pH. So when you have a high pH soil, the soil pH will be reduced after gypsum application. It is very important to confirm the dispersive behavior of your soil because gypsum will react with that dispersive behavior. And many of the soils that known to be dispersive, they may not actually be dispersive because there is a lot of confusion to confirm if that soil is dispersive. 
Slaking is a behavior that um, can be confused time to time. Salinity is another issue that can affect your dispersion because the salt effect on masking that dispersion um, means that your gypsum application will not necessarily be helpful for those. A simple dispersion test to confirm you get um, dispersed clay when it is coming in contact with water or rain is important to confirm gypsum application will be beneficial uh, in that case. How easy is it to do the test? What sort of equipment do people need? The dispersion test in a paddock is very simple. Um, basically, you need a jar, clean water, and a shovel or something like an auger to, to take some sample from the topsoil and the subsoil. Um, I encourage um, the, the farmers to, to take sample from both uh, different layers of the soil. So topsoil is important, but also many of this dispersive behavior of the clay observes in the subsoil, which is equally important. Um, get some sample, very small amount of sample is needed. Um, isolating a small 5 to 10 millimeter aggregates from, from different samples of different layers. Place them in a, uh, in a jar that contains clean water. Um, and it's very important to let it um, stand in a stable the surface without any shaking and the cloudiness of dispersed clay will be observed if the soil has a dispersion issue. Uh, that time of one hour is critical to be able to observe that phenomenon. And what does that look like? How can a grower tell if they have dispersive soil? Dispersion will show if the soil is dispersive in a milky or cloudy circles around that aggregates that you placed um, over that one hour. And the water will be quite muddy and cloudy compare, in comparison to a non-dispersive soil that the water will stay, stay clean and clear. And that would be a good comparison. Asan, that's a good overview. Now let's touch on some of the finer details of the soil testing process. What depths do you advise growers dig to to get their samples? Having an understanding of the 0 to 10 centimetre, 10 to 20 and 20 to 40 would be good. Um, if dispersion is deeper in the soil profile, unfortunately, in my opinion, management techniques cannot achieve a major breakthrough at this stage, but we can definitely identify if dispersion is an issue in the top three layers of 10 centimeter segments, and that would be a good start. And it's a certain type of water you need to use, isn't it? Is that right? Basically, a clean rainwater would be um, um, a good source of water. Um, as long as the water is salt-free, um, it will be suitable for doing the dispersion test because if your water contains salinity or salt, that salt effect will mask dispersion of the soil and, as I said, rainwater or clean water would be very suitable. And so for growers that do the dispersion test and find that they do have dispersive soils, what's your immediate advice or recommendation for them? The next step would be to characterize how severe the dispersion is. Um, in the lab, we measure pH um, salinity in terms of electrical conductivity of the soil and also a measure of the exchangeable cation capacity of the soil. That these three parameters will be able to um, enable the grower and their consultants to make a decision of how much gypsum or any other 
management techniques that they need to apply to overcome the issues of their subsoil concerns or soil concerns. So in summary, what would your key messages for growers be on this topic? My key messages for the farmers on this topic is to um, have a good diagnostic of the problem. Um, I At least I deal with a number of um, uh, farmers who are applying gypsum and they don't get a lot of um, financial benefits out of this application. And that relates to the fact that their soil doesn't need to have gypsum application because dispersion is not a problem in that soil. So having a good diagnostic is number one key message. And then uh, a proper characterization after um, that diagnostic is um, required to enable the farmers to make a decision for how much gypsum needs to be added or any other applica- any other management strategies that, um, that can be crafted for that particular business. That was Dr. Asan Tavakoli, Senior Research Scientist with the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. More information on identifying and managing dispersive soils can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening.